Welcome back to C3. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Jordan. Grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression. It's giving me crippling depression today, Jordan. I have no crippling depression. I got a pug, so I'm lit. Yeah, she's got a pug. And um, she's her lit. name is Sunny. She was previously owned by somebody, but that's okay. She's a little baby. So if you hear the little snorting, it's because Jordan's on mom duty right now. Yeah. While we get the puppy adjusted I'm to her new home. I'm going to let her speak home. her piece real quick. Hold on, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the cutest little snorts and on the planet. Said, and I mean that shit. So she is <laughs> serving comment only. What about you, Colin? Though? I have no depression because this dog has cured everything that's ever been wrong with me today. Uh, mine's because I'm broke. Oh, and, period. Also uh, I don't even that. have access to girl money because my credit's bad. So I don't have a credit card. So I can't. Like, <laughs> the girl there's money. no girl money to use. And that's just where yeah, we're at I have right no now. real money and no girl money and no fake, fake money. Yeah. So what do you even do? Oh my god! I was doing a deposit the other day at the bank, and I got a motion picture purpose bill, and it was a dollar. I was like, "Whoever that is, I feel so bad that they're struggling that hard." But like, come on, a dollar—the money that they use for like films—so it looks really real, except it says for motion picture use only, and it has like not all oh, the features. So they so. use that to pay somebody, and it looks so real that it passes. I was like, I I hope you don't struggle anymore, but it's a fucking dollar that you're using. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, so I hope you get it together. I don't happen to have any motion picture money on me, but if it counts as girl money, sign it me counts up. as boy money. I think because girl money is credit, boy money is fraud money. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're gotcha. the ones that are going for scamming. Okay. Girls scam in different ways than men. Like men scam with the fake money. Girls scam with like. Being like, oh, my God, I don't have money for a lunch to, like, one of the 12 boys that they're talking to. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's the different levels of scam. The snorts. I can't handle it. <laughs> She's, like, half asleep right now. She's just my should face for a baby. She just woke up because she heard me talking about her. Anyways, I don't even remember if we had a theme for this one. Mm, I think it was just vibes. This is our <laughs> second time recording this episode. Last time I got shammered and was trying to read a, like, word for word court affidavit which i'm gonna now be shortening just a little bit here's the thing drunk it sounded great sober not so much no but in the moment i was like you're killing this (laughs) because we were like oh my god slay queen no and we're gonna be working on we're figuring out our lives so that way within i'm gonna say the next five recordings i'm gonna give us five recordings to have background noise and shit deleted and we'll figure our lives out from there because I was telling Jordan, I just recently f- started following the Sterniolo triplets. And so I'm really only seeing what they are currently doing. But I see a lot of past like edits and shit. Mm-hmm. And each one of them's launching like their own shit. And I was like, when we get there, that's when we've done it. <laughs> and that's what the goal is. We also have a bingo card for what we think is going to happen this year. But we're not going to go over the whole thing right now because it Cause also took, took an hour of fucking time. So as things happen, we're just going to be like, hey, guys, this is on my bingo card. Cross it off. Maybe it'll be a bonus episode where we just go over what's on them. And the dang, that's all I have for updates at the moment, even though it's been months. I mean, really? We've just been vibing, so I think it's pretty accurate. I don't think we went over too much last time we recorded. No. So and- the main update is like, the dog that happened today as of 10 a.m. as we're recording so and neither of us are drinking this oh yeah no definitely not we're both last one was a little rough and 
Yeah. I also don't have a DD and, you know, maybe it would be. Oh, our theme was sorority crimes. Yes. Oh, I also want to. That's one of the things I wanted to say is I think there's not going to be any rhyme or reason for our episodes anymore in terms of like this many episodes will be themed. Then we'll do whatever we want. It's really just going to be each week. Some weeks we might have a theme. Some weeks we might not. Just depending on what me and Jordan want to do. We're just here to have a good time Mm -hmm. and also like hope other people have a good time with us. (laughs) And also like. This case is to spread awareness about like travel safety. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all around the board, just a little bit of everything, but mostly for us to all have a good time and hang out. So, I uh, gotta give a shout out, shout out to my, my boy Galley at work because he's been hit telling people, he's like, you know, Colin's famous, right? And it's <laughs> showing them the podcast. That Thanks, I have Queen. That oh my God. So, it's Danielle, Georgia, and Galley. <laughs> Those Gally's are our top our, fans. Galley's our biggest supporter right now because he's got people that I don't even know coming up being like, I found something of yours at work, and I'm like, you are. Stop talking to me, please. But Please, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, my God. But anyway, so it's Sorority Girl Crimes, and I'm covering the murder of Samantha Josephson. She was a student at the University of South Carolina, and she was murdered on March 29, 2019. At the time of her death, she was 21, and she had ordered an Uber after drinking with her friends, and she mistakenly entered a car that she thought was her ride. It was not her ride, obviously. And that's how we end up with this horrible tragedy. If it helps, I got so gone last time that I don't remember your case. That that's much. how I know I went second because any time that you don't remember when we drink is how I know what order you went in. <laughs> because I want you guys to know he went halfway through. He was like, Uber. And I was like, mm-hmm, <laughs> if this is how we're doing it. But we did have Chi-Chi's last time. So that's like yeah. alarm. We brought him back and... It was, you know, new. Oh, we also had hurricanes. Oh, and I did not follow the rules of the road with the ounces on the hurricanes. So mm, probably got us a little too turnt. It'll be okay. Oh, we'll make it work. Samantha Lee Josephson was born in Princeton, New Jersey, but she grew up in Robbinsville. She majored in political science at the time, and she was a senior. So when she graduated, she planned on attending Drexel University School of Law. She had actually earned a full scholarship to the university as well as a partial scholarship to Rutgers, and she aspired to practice international law. She was a member of the Alpha Gamma Delta sorority, and she studied abroad in Barcelona and visited Madrid and Paris during her time going to the University of South Carolina. So Homegirl was on a mission. She had a plan. She was really living her life to the fullest. She seemed like someone that you'd really want to like be around her photos. She looks like a very kind, nice girl, like someone you'd want to vibe with. The owner of the car that she got into was Nathaniel Rowland. He kidnapped and murdered her and then left her body near New Zealand, South Carolina, which was 65 miles from Columbia, where she had entered the vehicle. So I don't remember if this has gone over or anything like that, and you might get to it, but was there a motive for him, or is he just... No, just an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just just she went in the back of his car, and he was like, fuck it. Okay. He actually, we'll get to it later. There's a little kind of like a baby motive, but it was mostly just an opportunity. Okay. And he took it. She spent the night before her death in the Five Points District in downtown Columbia with her friends. And about 2 a.m., she decided to leave the Bird Dog Bar, so she had ordered the Uber. And according to surveillance footage, at 2.09, a black Chevrolet Impala, driven by Roland, pulled up beside her, where Samantha entered the vehicle thinking that it was her Uber. According to authorities, he put the child locks down so that way the doors could only be opened from the outside, therefore trapping Samantha in the vehicle. Using a two-bladed knife, he proceeded to roughly inflict over 120 stab wounds upon Samantha. During the attack, she attempted to shield herself 
and one of his strikes went completely through her right hand as she was likely using it to protect herself. He Anytime also, I see that in a horror movie, I'm just like, your entire existence hurts because you know how fucking bad it hurt. Just get ready for the sentence. Roland also stabbed her in her head with enough force that the knife went through her skull to her brain. I don't want to talk about that either. He also stabbed her in the carotid artery, one of the main two arteries that carry blood to the head. So out of the many of her wounds, especially those to her right neck and shoulder, were close together. So there could be more than 120, but that's what the coroner could estimate is 120. They're so close together, it could have been 200, potentially even more than that. Additionally, she also suffered from a severed hyphoid bone as well as stab wounds to her face, neck, shoulder, torso, back, lung, leg, and feet. Her feet were stabbed. Stabbed her feet? Yeah. That would, that makes Straight through her right hand, her feet, like all over the place, just brutally attacked. She bled profusely, ultimately dying within 10 to 20 minutes. Investigators believe that Roland dragged her body to the New Zealand field where she would be discovered later after doing this crime. Um, He was arrested the next day and charged with kidnapping and murdering Samantha, and her roommates became concerned and reported her missing that day because, you know, she never came home. So what the hell? Her body was found by two hunters 14 hours after the kidnapping. So they kind of were able to put it together really quick, especially because Roland had been around the field. Like, I believe his girlfriend that they... They said, like, quote-unquote, his girlfriend lived around the area where it happened, so it was kind of easy to put him together with security footage, location nearby. Oh, okay, yeah. Kind of just easy to pinpoint him. Yep. He didn't, thankfully, he was dumb. You know what I mean? But love it when the killers are dumb. Love it when they're dumb because then we can get them, but very easy to follow. Like, very stupid work, I guess. A fact given by the pathologist is that her blood loss was so severe that she only had 20 milliliters, so about... 0.68 fluid ounces of water, which if we're going to look at a water bottle, I'm going to say not like that very last ring on the bottom with the little ridges, but like maybe the one above it. Mm -hmm. So very And you normally have multiple liters to just that, the end of a water bottle, basically. So he fucking attacked her. So basically this is how they got him. He was seen driving the car that matches the description of her on the surveillance video. And when he was driving around the five points area where she was kidnapped, he... Got pulled over, he ran out of his car, and he ran away. Um, He was caught and arrested at 3 a.m. on March 30th. Inside the car, police found a container of liquid bleach, germicidal wipes, and window cleaner. The car also contained Samantha's phone, as well as a large amount of her blood, which was in the passenger seat and in the trunk. Additionally, the child locks were still activated. It's not suspicious at all. No. Like, he didn't even bother to undo the child locks. He was like, "Mm." that's fine. So when they searched the trash behind his girlfriend's place, they uncovered cleaning supplies, a two-bladed knife, both of which had Sam's blood all over it. Also, her DNA was found on a sock and a bandana, both owned by Roland. And additionally, her DNA was connected from his fingernails. So he had her DNA under his fingernails. It's just a little bit damning. Yeah. Just a little bit, nothing crazy. So while searching for the fingerprint evidence, they also uncovered a bare footprint impression on the rear driver's side window with using what they could. They found out that it was the sole of Samantha's bare foot. He was charged with kidnapping, murder, and possession of a weapon during the commission of a crime. In addition to her murder, he is also alleged to have sold items that were stolen from another woman during a kidnapping in Colombia. That victim was carjacked by two men at a traffic light in October of 2018. And they physically assaulted the victim and robbed her money before forcing her to drive them to her home where they then robbed her items, including a PlayStation 4. So 
According to Richland County deputies, hours after the alleged kidnapping, Roland sold some of the items stolen from the woman, including the PlayStation 4 at a pawn shop. He was charged with obtaining goods under false premises. On June 9, 2020, he was denied bond, and in a virtual hearing, family members from both Samantha and Rollins delivered statements in front of the judge, DeAndre Benjamin, and on July 20, 2021, his trial truly began, and during the trial, the prosecutors called 31 witnesses, including the turkey hunter who had found Samantha's body, and a cell phone store owner who testified that Roland unsuccessfully tried to sell her phone the day after she went missing. So he's he murdered her. Like, basically, I guess the motive was, like, petty theft, too. But, like, it was just a crime of opportunity. Like, made it way too fucking easy for them. Yeah. Thank God he did, but... You might as well have yeah. walked in and said, hey, I did this, but handed them the evidence. This is crazy. So his defense attorneys called no witnesses, and he did not testify. So on July 27, 2021, just over one hour of deliberation, the jury found him guilty of kidnapping and murdering Samantha. I was and- saying that deliberation, they probably went in there and were all, like, what do you guys want for lunch? Yeah. Like, we're just going to sit here for a little bit and like, make it look like we thought about it, but like we know. So once my, I'm going to set a timer for 60 minutes. We'll chit-chat. Once that timer goes off, we're going to give the guilty verdict, all right? A period. Go off, everybody. So he was charged guilty, and he was also charged with possessing a weapon during a violent crime, and immediately after his conviction, he was sentenced to life in prison. Judge Clifton Newman is quoted as saying, for whoever asked me for leniency, that's not part of my DNA. He's typically known for his ruthlessness and heartlessness for the most severe murder cases you've seen in the court. He will hand down like a strong thing. So this killing attracted national attention that led to the discussion of dangers of ride sharing. Of course, this is one first when like Uber came out. So not as advanced as it is now. You talking about the judge thing just remind me, did you see the video? Of homeboy that grew wings and flew over the judge desk. Yes. And like, what? What the fuck did you think was going to happen after that? <laughs> yeah. Like, like you were like, just like, I'm doing better. I'm doing great. You're asking. You are not doing better and you are not doing great. And that, you, that was not a bad day. That was like full intent. You fucking yeah. flew, dude. Like you are sitting there asking for a lighter sentence saying, I have a good support system. I'm doing so much better and everything. <laughs> and then proceeds to grow wings. You could have got out early. With good behavior. Literally. Because like, it's not like, I don't think he killed anybody or anything. It was, um, she says he was getting six years for something. I think it was like maybe assault or something. But, but... it was violent crimes. And yeah. so then after pre- talking about how you're not violent, you proceed to show just how violent Violently you actually are. are. And plus you attack the judge. Yeah. The judge. The charges for that are going to be worse than had you attacked anybody else I loved in that him coming with like the spit mask on, the whole like garb. I was like, mm, Yeah. How you feel now, dog? How yeah, you feel about that now? So now his sentence is not going to be good. Yeah. Like, you're really going through it, and I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> but this did eventually lead to Sammy's Law being passed in New Jersey, which then spread further. But it enhanced protections for drivers and passengers using rideshare services. This was fully signed into federal law by President Joe Biden on January 5th, 2023. So after their daughter's death, they took a lot of time into creating the What's My Name Foundation, and it works to educate people about rideshare safety, as well as supporting charitable foundations for college scholarships as well. So basically, just they've done a lot of work to make sure that like they have to display their driver's license plate. They have to have that sticker for Uber mm-hmm. or whatever they are. But we already talked about how like a lot of that stuff is preventative measures that should have already, already been, been in long place, in place. But this is all because of them. All these mm-hmm. things that are small and crucial, like, is because of Sammy's Law and her parents' work mm-hmm. to, like, 
never have this happen to oh, anybody else. this was 2021, else. right? 2019. 2019. Is when her act was first Even signed then, into place. it's still like, it's, it's, yeah. early, it's current enough that that shit should have just already been in place. Yeah. So back in 2019, that's like when it first came out, really nothing was going on, but it's horrible that it happened to her, but her parents taking their grief and making it like a better thing mm-hmm. to keep fixing things is like amazing like i feel like that's what i would like to do with my grief if something ever happened like i love to use it for a good cause and like protect others especially because this was senseless it could have been avoided Mm. had the app had these features put on it beforehand but obviously it's an oversight when you first go but yeah that is the murder of samantha josephson and it's super sad heartbreaking especially because it's so brutal for fucking no reason but a lot of changes come from her death and her story doesn't need to be. Did Vance have any like history of mental illness or nope, anything just, like that? Just that just know, out one day I was like, let me just yeah, do this just, real quick. Just vibing. Gotcha. Loving his life. Anyways, once upon a time, Jordan and I covered delivery driver crimes. And one of those crimes that I did, because I know I did short dives that time, where it was a DoorDash murder, but it wasn't even actually DoorDash murder. It was the Idaho murders. One of the victims just happened to get DoorDash immediately before she was murdered so it was on november 13th the bodies of four university of idaho students were found stabbed to death in an off-campus home in moscow idaho the victims were ethan chapin 20 years old madison mogan 21 zana kernodal 20 and kaylee gonclaves 21 and i'm giving an update on said case so it wasn't until december 30th that the pennsylvania state police swat team arrested 28 year old brian Koberger, who I say suspiciously had a PhD in criminology. Bombastic side Yes. <laughs> I say suspiciously because Mans, I don't think, was very good with his job because he did like some of the like most obvious things that you could to get caught in theory. That's also like a man. So, you know. That part. Mans was dumb. So he was arrested in Pennsylvania and he attended school eight miles from the murder scene. The police had received at least 19,000 tips from the community, and I'm planning on sending Jordan a link to the website that has the word-for-word affidavit about how they ended up coming to arrest him. I was originally going to read the whole thing, now I'm just going to try and condense it a little bit because it is quite a bit to read. So investigators, they did a video canvas, which was essentially watching ring camera footage on all the homes within the area Mm -hmm. to track down any vehicle that seems suspicious he was driving a 2015 white elantra sedan and conveniently i think it was days leading up to the crime like or it was for sure before the crime was committed they pulled him over because he was driving this vehicle that was registered in the state of pennsylvania and he was pulled over because in the state of washington where he lived you had to have a front license plate Mm -hmm. and i think something about his Registration was going to be up. So the murders were committed on November 13th. Mm-hmm. And then on conveniently, five days after the murder, November 18th, 2022, according to the Washington State Licensing, Koberger registered the 2015 White Elantra with Washington. And later he received like a new license plate. So it's kind of convenient how yeah. right after the murders. It just so happened to change all my shit over. He changed his shit. Yes. So they were able to, through cell tower surveillance as well, Mm -hmm. they connected a phone ending in 8458 Mm -hmm. to the area. I think it was to the area. And then they 
conducted electronic database queries and learned that the number was connected to him and issued by AT&T. Also, not suspiciously at all, Koberger posted a Reddit survey, which can be found by an open-source internet search. The survey asked for participants to provide information to understand how emotions and psychological traits influence decision-making when committing a crime. Mm. You know, just normal, basic hobby stuff. Just like my inner thoughts outside. (laughs) Literally wouldn't be weird because he is a criminology student. Literally. However given what actually took place. He's like, hey, team, am I weird or not? Mm-hmm. Let me know. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Literally. So November 13th, 2022, it was between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. after determining that Koberger was associated with both the 2015 White Elantra and the 8458 phone number. Investigators reviewed these search warrant returns and then a query of the 8458 phone in these returns did not show that phone number utilizing the cellular tower sources in close proximity to the residence between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. The murders were committed. So the DoorDash arrived at 4 a.m., I believe. Mm-hmm. It was like 4.12 a.m., but it's believed that the people were dead but by like 4.25 a.m. And the white vehicle was seen fleeing from Mm-hmm. the neighborhood not too long after that so now it's believed that since his phone wasn't in the area that he turned it off or left his phone in a separate location to like kind of throw mm-hmm. off the trackers and stuff which i guess kind of smart as a criminology student however yeah. you would have because what he ended up doing was turning his phone off before he entered the area and then turning it back on later in the morning or just like left it on at home period so his phone was last reported on November 13th. It was two, at 2.42 a.m. And all of these, the photos and information in this affidavit shows basically the travel route and everything from Pullman, Washington, where he is, mm-hmm. to this Moscow, Idaho. And the phone does not report back to the network again until 4.48 a.m., mm. which is like... Yeah, conveniently conveniently in the time slot. Right around after the murders happened. Yeah. Further review indicated that the 8458 phone utilized cellular resources on November 13th, 2022 Mm -hmm. that are consistent with that number leaving the area of the Koberger residence at approximately 9 a.m. traveling to Moscow. And then it utilized cellular resources that would provide coverage to the King Road residence between Mm -hmm. 9 12 a.m. and 9.21 a.m. Mm-hmm. It next, the phone next utilized re- cellular resources that are consistent with the 8458 number traveling back to the area of the Coburg residence mm-hmm. and arriving to the area at approximately 9.32. So the same day of the crime, his phone is placed earlier in the day around the crime scene. Yeah. And then back. He's just a suspicious hoe. Mm-hmm. You a stupid hoe. You a, you a stupid hoe. So basically, in his affidavit, they just go to say that they believe that that disconnect of his phone between those hours was consistent with him attempting to conceal his location during the time of the murders. Then the records for that phone number show that it was utilizing cellular resources that provided coverage to the area of Mm. 1122 Mm. King Road on at least 12 occasions prior to November 13th, So he's just a fucking creep. So he was definitely staking out the place, seeing who lived there, and I guess picking his victims. Mm -hmm. And all of these occasions, except for one, occurred in the late evening and early morning hours of their respective days. 
Extra suspicious. So there was a knife handle or like the a sheath, the sheath. I yeah. think it was, that had DNA on it. But obviously they weren't able to connect it to anybody at the time. Mm-hmm. But then on December 27th, 2022, the Pennsylvania agents recovered the trash from the Coburger resident, mm-hmm. well, family residence, because he beep boop bopped out of Washington down to his family home in Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah. Albrightsville, PA. The... Evidence was sent to the Idaho State Lab for testing, and on December 28th, the Idaho State Lab reported DNA profile obtained from the trash and DNA profile obtained from the sheath identified a male as not being excluded as the biological father of suspect profile. At least 99.9998% of the male population would be expected to be excluded from the possibility of being the suspect. So it was basically his shit. Yeah, they were claiming that it was him. And then it just goes to say, based on the information, I'm requesting an arrest be issued for Brian C. Koberger. And then that's when they made the arrest. And his trial has actually not begun yet, so we don't know what his... No, but I did enjoy when they had him in the turtle suit for his photos. I was like, me too. I would also need to be put in the turtle suit if I ever go to jail because uh, I'm going to be unstable as fuck. Yeah. That's... Which is why I would end up there, number one. Like, I wouldn't just kill somebody. I'd probably, like, mm-hmm. lose my fucking shit needing, like, supreme medication. I'll obviously track it and see what comes of his case. And when we get the official ending to it, I'll go ahead and give yeah, that. But... but I'm going to go ahead and say that Mans is going to get Four counts of first degree premeditated murder and whatever else they can tack on. From Literally. So but definitely probably life in prison as well. A lot more information than what we first got the first round of covering The it. fact that we have like <laughs> word for word, word what road and each road he turned down Yeah, now. that's just mm-hmm. fucking crazy that they like just from ring doorbells. But I'll let you know like it's going to get tougher and tougher to do bad shit. Yes, just like from ring doorbells yeah. alone, you can get so much information now. Literally, it's like how like kids can't sneak around or either. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? No like more the whole neighborhood, ditching, yeah. Every ding dong ditch video on TikTok ever caught in 4K. Literally, love it and survive. But yeah, it's just a good thing that we have more things to catch people. I guess mm-hmm. cut their bullshit. Well, I'm uh, glad hopefully that, justice is served though. Yeah, that's fucking horrible. Of like those four young. Yeah, and I mean like. And they just tore the house down, I think. And I don't know why they tore down the house. I'm kind of like, mm, you would think you would want to keep that up until after the trial. You know what I mean? Maybe. They tore the house down? Yeah, they tore it down. That. They smacked it down with the bulldozer, dog. Oh, they were like... Yeah, it just randomly you. showed we'll up on my... Yeah. Delete. I don't know why they did it. I mean, I didn't really look into it. But, like, they knocked it down, and I don't know why, but... Mm. Yeah, know, it was, problems. like, right after Christmas, I think. So, like, not too long after... Yeah, maybe the people just were, like... Yeah, I don't want this house anymore. Now that four people were killed in it. So yeah, but I just feel again, like the court or... could have been like, hey, yo, let's keep this until the trial's over. And then you're more than welcome to. Because I mm. feel like they could have gotten like evidence or something. Mm. Maybe they had all the story. evidence they need. But it's also, they definitely have like smoking gun level evidence at the yeah. moment. So I don't I also foresee just feel him like, getting out of it at all. I just feel like, why them? Like, I feel like there has to be a missing piece and they must know what that piece is. Because it's very strange that he chose these people. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, not necessarily an inside job, but I feel like there's another person who's connected to this, and we just don't know it yet. I, that's part of what I completely Allegedly. forgot about. Allegedly, yes. There, I don't understand how, because there was six people in the house. Yeah. And only four got murdered, and one person saw the killer walk down the hallway, and I just don't understand how the killer is going to kill four people and then walk past you in the hall and not do anything. Uh, I 
I don't know. Maybe it was just like, fuck, I killed everybody. Saw that person. He was like, I got to go. I got to go. I like, that, who fucking knows? To me, he that also, was really suspicious. He could have also only been expecting four. Maybe they had a friend or something over. Like, I really don't know too much about, like, who was in the house that belonged in the house of all six of them did or what. Only four of the people belonged to the house, but I don't believe all four of the current residents were the ones that were murdered. Mm, so maybe he was like, okay, I know I got to get four people. He got four people, and he was like, I don't know who the fuck that is, but I got to go because this is more than I planned for. You know what maybe, I mean? And that could be why. But there was also the person said that they could hear weird noises. And I mean, fucking, I just were they drinking? There's well, they came back from partying. I don't know. I mean, just some weird shit. Be fucking that drunk. I don't really vibe with because you know? they should have called the cops. Definitely, I. I mean, hindsight twenty twenty, but also like we ain't never been in the situation, so allegedly hardcore. But I definitely feel like if at, he had to have somebody working with him, or somebody tipped him onto these people, or you know, what I mean, there's something there. Something weird. That we don't know yet that mm. I think through trial we will find out. But it just, it's too, even though it's planned, it's a little too random for me. You know, mm. it's a little like, hmm, how we like, get why here? Am I, why am I driving from Pullman, Washington to Idaho? Yeah, to watch these people, even though I go to school nearby, like, well, how did you, like, did you, you know what I mean? How did you spot these yeah. people to wonder get if maybe there? he got, like, infatuated with one of the girls. Like, maybe, especially because he was close by to, the, I don't know. It's just very, like, we're missing something that I think we'll find out through trial. And it just is, like, what is it? Because it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, stay tuned and find out. Yes. I guess I gotta see when his trial is. In the near future, there will be quality improvements to the podcast as far as sound goes. And then... Yeah, that's all I got right now. We're going to do great. We'll, we'll get bonus content uploaded <laughs> in the very near future as well. We got to record some now that we're getting back on track for the new year, even though we're 20 days late into the I mean, starting. we tried. We, we just did. did not succeed. And then life has just been kicking us in the ass. Yes. We never guaranteed perfection. We just guaranteed a good vibe. From the beginning, we did say what we are is what we are. And there's background noise and do what you will with it. If you're here for the ride, you're here for it. Yeah, basically. So but we're trying. Only uphill from here. Period. And one of my bingo card things is that we will collaborate with someone this year. So that's something that I'm going to attempt to get done, hopefully, in the near future. Slash, I don't even know who the fuck. But, like, honestly, <laughs> We're finding somebody. I just want Zach Sang to reach out to us and be like, hey, do you guys want to get an interview? And I'll be like, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> Zach Sang's awesome and lots of famous people go on there. So maybe, I don't know. For I sure like to believe he'll just give me cool points for being gay and then be like, here you go. You're on. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> a gay man in the South, we're in. <laughs> Tell us about it. And that's on murder. Period.